Hello and welcome to The Hack Report, the new look podcast from Wannabe Hacks. I'm Catherine Purvis. Every two weeks we'll be rounding up the latest journalism news and providing you with loads of exclusive audio content. In this episode, we're staying with the theme of new beginnings and we're talking about getting started, learning the ropes and getting your first big break in journalism. Josh Hollis, our hack in Sunderland, has been talking to Ian Wiley, the editor of Jesmond Local. Later on, we'll hear from Rachel Worsley, who's talking about what wannabes can learn from working in community radio. But for now, we're heading over to the world of print and we're asking, what can aspiring journalists learn from working in hyperlocal journalism? I, I, what, I, what I find with, with students is that they're incredibly aspirational, they're incredibly ambitious. Maybe it's just because of the web. We now can see all the opportunities that are available yeah. to us and we want the, the best opportunities, we want the best jobs. Whereas when I started, I kind of knew that I wasn't going to get to the best jobs straight away and that I would need to do some of the hard graft before. You know, it's a bit of a tough sell at the beginning. I try to explain to them the importance of finding their feet with grassroots supporting because, you know, a lot of what we do is not sexy. Most of all, what we do is not sexy. Yeah. It's not interesting writing about bin, bin collections yeah. or about cycling campaigns or about floods or whatever. You know, that's, that's you know, really dull stuff. But, I, you know, what I tell them is, you know, if you can write about the local elections here in Jasmine, if you could do all that, and can do it competently. Once you've done that, then you can you can credibly go to a regional newspaper or you can go to even a national newspaper and say, Well look, I've done local politics, yeah. I know how what the dynamic is and actually it isn't that much different, you know, covering, you know, elections in, in Newcastle City um, Council yeah. to, to elections at Westminster. It's the same the same process, okay, you maybe are dealing with people who you've seen on T V before but um, and the issues maybe are slightly different, but the dynamics the same. So um, the same with the education mm-hmm. reporters. If you can prove and learn the skills at a local level, then those skills will stand you well, you know, at, at a national level. So I think it's incredibly important. You know, they, they and again, I have a bit of a struggle at the outset when I hand them their their patch to cover, and some of them say, "Well, I don't really want. To, I don't want to really want to be business reporter, I'm yeah. in business." But you know, I say to them, well, if you can prove that you can cover an area that you don't actually have an interest in, because again, most of everyone, everyone wants to write about music, everyone yeah. wants to be a sports journalist, and it's good to have a dream, but not everyone can do that, not everyone's going to, you know, there only are so many sports jobs and travel jobs to go around. You're not going to get to those top jobs without having an impressive CV that shows that you can write across a whole wide range of areas. If we don't do this kind of hyper-local stuff, then I, I don't know what else left. You know, where, where are you? Okay, you can, everyone can self-publish. Everyone can be on a, can do their own blog. Mm-hmm. That's, that's good and I encourage my students to do that. But you don't have the rigors. You don't have the discipline yeah. of running to a deadline. You don't have somebody correcting your copy. If you're only writing about stuff that you want to write about, hey, you know, it's not really preparing you for yeah. a life in, in, in media and news mm-hmm. organizations. Ian Wiley there talking to Josh Hollis about the learning opportunities in hyperlocal journalism. Community radio stations can be great places to learn broadcasting skills. Teams working on them are small, which means that young journalists often have the chance to really get their hands dirty. Rachel Worsley, our hack in Australia, reports from Sydney on why community radio is such a good stepping stone into the media industry. In Australia, the best way to get started in radio is to volunteer at a community radio station. For me, I believe it was the turning point for what I really wanted to do with journalism. So let me go through the benefits of doing community radio in Australia. Number one, you get hands-on experience practicing radio. Community radio stations are mostly run by volunteers. 
and for my radio station are often staffed by journalism students. That means I get to do all kinds of things in radio, such as presenting behind the microphone live, going out into the field, and sitting down and editing audio pieces to form a cohesive package. Of course, you won't be doing this hands-on business alone. There are experienced journalists who work with the individual shows to help students like me with aspects of our journalism, and thereby providing this crucial feedback that we need at the start of our journalism studies. Number two, you meet many new people, including your future colleagues in the journalism industry. It's also a great place to meet new friends, as all of them would share your interest in learning about radio journalism, as well as furthering their work experience, which is required to get into a competitive industry like media. Plus, they're always an excellent source of ideas for any radio piece that you have, and it's great to really just bounce off some ideas with them in a nice, relaxed environment, relatively. And number three, you are serving the community. I mean, yes, that seems pretty obvious, but that's the lifeblood of being part of a community radio station. At my radio station, we have to adhere to this chart of educating Sydney's population of new, alternative and unusual music and current affairs that we can't hear anywhere else in Sydney. That even includes our public broadcaster, DABC. So we have a really awesome license of spreading new, fresh ideas that our audience appreciates. Because... You know what? There's nothing like getting a call from a listener to say how much they love listening to you. And you don't have to get on a big radio station to achieve that. So that's a taste of what it's like to be volunteering in a community radio station here in Australia. With the advance of the digital radio, I'm sure community radio here in Australia will continue to expand and embrace new audiences that just want to look for something different. And also giving people like me a chance to practice journalism. Rachel Worsley there, talking about what aspiring journalists can learn from working in community radio. Don't forget that you can hear more from Rachel and all of the hacks on our YouTube channel. Just click subscribe on our homepage or go to youtube.com slash wannabehacks. And now here's Jenny with the news. Wannabe Hacks has learned of plans to launch a new journalism ME at a cost of only £100 for students. The XX Corporation's master's course will teach students the basics of professional journalism. Each module will cost £10 and students will need to pass 8 out of 10 modules to graduate. We'll have more news on this next week when George Berridge of Wannabe Hacks interviews the man behind the MA. This week saw a big announcement about a new data journalism project from Martin Bellum and the Daily Mirror. The project, which was formerly known only as Mysterious Project Y, is called AMPT. Speaking at the NCTG conference in Bournemouth this week, the head of Sky News said that the self-destructive nature of the journalism industry needs to change. John Riley said that training for journalists should make it clear that underhand methods are only very rarely acceptable. And Westminster journalists got more than they bargained for this week when they descended on Glasgow for the White Paper Conference in Scotland's future. Due to the level of domestic interest, some Westminster hacks received international media press passes, leading one journalist to ask Alex Salmond if he might be jumping the gun. That's your Wannabe Hacks news. I'm Jenny Graham. That's all from this edition of The Hack Report. Do let us know what you think, either in the comments section below, or you can tweet us at wannabehacks. We'll be back in December with more exclusive podcast content, but until then, you can sign up to our newsletter to keep up to date with all things Wannabe Hacks. I'm Catherine Purvis and you've been listening to The Hack Report.